0: Hey, welcome back to Viginal Hockey. This is Chris, and today's co-host, Sebastian. Hello, everyone. And you know us, we're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So, uh, how goes it, Seabass?
1: Pretty good, you know, staying busy. Um, Wife and I learned on, uh, I guess, Tuesday last week that uh, we're having a boy, so um, that honestly made it feel a lot more real not that it didn't feel real before but yeah kind of just you know being there and and i've been lucky enough where we're kind of obviously at the end of covid so i'm able to go to the ultrasounds and all that and um so i kind of get to see and be part of everything so it was i got to hear the heartbeat for the first time that gave me goosebumps and and then you know we found out it was a boy when we got home and kind of sat down together and then opened an envelope so it was uh yeah, it's been it's been crazy, and then obviously we're still doing you know spring hockey and, and kind of working with you know some of the draft picks that uh, Carl Place made this year and some of the free agents, and it's been a ton of fun and uh, just keeping me super busy. How you doing,
0: man? You, <laughs> you you're not lying. You are super busy, but hey, I want to congratulate you uh, on, on you know actually learning the gender of the baby, and I know it's it's definitely going to be dude. It's going to be an exciting year coming up for you.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean. Um, you know, like I said before, I'm lucky enough to have to have a wife who 100% you know, supports my coaching career. So um, she knows that, you know, I'm I'm going to be here for everything, but I'm also going to be there for everything. So it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be kind of like juggling. But again, super great organization. You know, the owner of Brent Sullivan and our GM Alex have been already like super good about being like, hey, you have something. Don't worry about it. Like we were supposed to have practice. Well, we did have practice on the night that we were finding out the gender. And I just kind of said, hey. You know, if possible, I, I'd rather not go to practice just because we're finding out late. We're obviously going to call friends and family after and, and share with them as well. And they just they're on board. They literally like you're not showing up to practice. Like you just do what you have to do. We'll take care of practice. Don't worry about it. So, you know, as busy as I am, it's kind of uh, it's a good busy. It's not like ai am so stressed out. I don't know what to do. I mean, got support at home, got support, you know, in quote, quote unquote the office. So um, it, it's fun. It's a fun ride.
0: No, I, th- I think it's gonna, it's going to be wild, and uh, like, like you said on one of the previous podcasts, you know, no matter what the baby was, it was going to basically, you know, between you and your your wife's hockey careers, really going to be growing up in the rink. So, you know, that'll be exciting, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it, we kind of joked about it with Mauno, uh, when he said like, you know, the next morning, this is how supportive they are. Like the next morning, I had a message, and was like, so what's the news? And you know, I shared the news with him. They were having a boy. And I just said, you know. Uh, be ready to have another another member of the team and you know we joke about it but you know my wife's super supportive she came to you know, all our playoff games last year and a ton of our season games so I'm sure the baby's gonna be with with her and when they come catch some of our games and the baby's gonna be with me and we'll go catch some of her games as she as she rests. as she you know we mentioned before she has rests refs at a high level so you know the baby's gonna be in a rink and uh people say well if they don't like hockey that's fine if they don't like hockey that's fine but unfortunately they're still have to grow up in a rink so they better find something to do.
0: There's way worse things. In fact, for me, the best thing would be literally my entire life being in the rink. I I could easily be a rink rat if given the opportunity somewhere. Seriously, would totally be a rink rat. So growing up in the rink, like I said, it's not for every kid. Hopefully it is for yours. Hopefully it's a healthy, happy baby. And he has a huge passion for hockey that comes from his parents. And seriously, dude, it's going to be exciting to see everything happen.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, we, we always make comments and jokes about, you know, guest, guest host Phoebe when she barks or she drops a stick or whatever she does in the house. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there'll be guest host Baby Boy. And, you know, when, once the baby's born, we'll, we'll announce the name to everybody. So for now, we're keeping that. You know, that's our, that's our little secret for now. Um, but I'm sure Baby Boy will be a, a guest host at some point in the podcast. And like I said, um, I'm still going to jump in here as much as I can. And, and you know, I love to do this. And it's a, it, it removes a little bit of stress being able to talk about hockey and, you know, chit-chat about life and whatnot. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Baby Boy Lamarche will be on the podcast at some point in the future.
0: Yeah, and we look forward to that. And our listeners will definitely, uh, you know, maybe hear you know Baby Boy Lamarche uh, in in the background coming forward. But I, yeah, I know you asked me about how things were here. Uh, things are going. You know, I left. I, well, I didn't even leave one job. I just changed my contract. I tell you what, man, working over here in Denmark is weird. It's a lot better. I'm not gonna lie. Because like I said, the benefits as even a part-time employee are crazy better uh, than like almost full-time work in the U.S. The law is about hours you're allowed to work maximum. I've worked longer hours as a part-time employee in the U.S. So it's a pretty incredible lifestyle here. But I left the one position that I really wasn't happy in uh, for another position And I've been getting a lot more hours than I originally thought. And it's not the it's not bad. I mean, I actually really like this other job I've taken on because it just gives me all the experience I could want. It's not, so to speak, so as intense as the other one where it just felt like it was just pure chaos half the time. This one, it's a lot more fluid for me, a lot more interesting. And uh, yeah, I, I really like it. But But uh, yeah, actually, this episode, we're going to be talking about some West Coast hockey out of the USPHL and some signings that have come down in the last, I don't know, at this point, stretched out over a couple months. I think some of these signings are announced as early as April. I've been just kind of slowly tracking what the 18 teams in the USPHL West, uh, that's what I call it. So USPHL, you've seen my message and definitely got some ideas, but the USPHL West is what I'm going to call it. You know, USPHL. You don't like,
1: dark. You, you don't like USPHL Northwest, Southeastern, Point West, North Division. That sounds like a good division. <laughs> yeah, <I
0: know. laughs> it's the USPHL West Pacific Northeast Region League. Yeah, it's mm, some of the yeah, some of those division names. I think they could come up with much better names. And like I said, I made that proposal in a tweet some months ago. Just think that having a Midwest west and Midwest east and I don't know I just think there's way better names that they can come up with that uh, you know don't take that much thought process to go into them but uh, again I don't know the logistics of what they have to change when things like that occur but who knows I mean there's a whole new division this year in the west as we introduced the northwest division the pacific and the mountain division have both grown so just kind of quickly go over what some of these teams have been doing there's been a lot of silence uh, so far, and I know you and I were talking about that before the podcast started.
1: Yeah, you know, we talked about how, and, and it's true. I mean, I mean, especially if you look at how some teams will do it too, is you know, not every team will commit to all their players right away. Obviously, you want to have, you know, camp and spring camp and all that. So, for example, here, like I, I can speak about complex because I, you know, I know the process because we've kind of already planned it out. Um, but we'll do a spring camp, and spring camp kind of brings in a lot more of your free agents. Uh, you get a couple guys from your teams also come out and, you know, go for the skate. And it's kind of a, you know, you have a couple, not don't call them practices. They're more like flow. You just want to see how guys can handle pucks and you know, how they skate and all that. And then you have kind of like a tournament style games. And, you know, from there, you kind of pick the guys that you want. I know sometimes, I'm say not any team will sign guys at a spring camp. You know, you'll have sometimes guys will get signed. But, you know, usually you can get your invites to your main camp. Um, and then from your main camp, and, and I apologize, Phoebe also wants to talk about this. so Co-host Phoebe. Uh, you might you can hear her in the back whining, but uh, yeah. So you get your invites for your main camp. Um, and then it's kind of from there in your main camp, you know, you sign your players. Not every team does that. Obviously, you know, you get higher. I don't know how to, it's almost like in the NHL, right? You have your, like your, your higher pri- I don't know pri- prized free agents. Like if you have a guy yeah. who's coming out into a league who just, you know, ripped it up, obviously you want to sign that player ASAP, you get them signed. And that's, I think you see a lot of those signings now where, You know, teams are like, you know what, we are 100% set on this guy coming to camp and making our team. So they sign him right away. But, you know, once kind of that main camp happens, probably a month to two to three weeks before the season starts, you'll start seeing just, like, Twitter and, you know, all social media just, like, popping off on signings. Because that's kind of where you kind of have – we kind of talked about, too, you know, you say, like, you know, maybe player X – lit up the league he was in, but you don't know the competition, right? So maybe player X who lit up hit the competition the league he was playing in comes to your camp and is just kind of a mid-pack slash lower-pack player because some of the other guys are coming in from different leagues are just stronger because they came from a stronger league. So, you know, it's it's interesting to always see, you know, the early signings, and those are kind of the players that teams say, you know, that's our guy. They, you know, they get it stamped, signed right away. And then at a lot of them you'll see kind of, Come springtime, so probably in the next month or so, you'll couple you'll see a few more signings, and then you know by September, um, you should see a ton of signings. I remember last year we were actually discussing about you know rosters and signings, and you know some of the teams in USPHL we were what two weeks away from season, and they still didn't have a full roster yet.
0: I think some of the teams not only you know they're not completely solidified on their roster yet, you know they might have some players in mind that are competing for positions, so they won't put the names down yet. They're like, no, we want this player, we're signing him, but they might have like 15 players battling it out for two positions and they just might, I don't know, eliminate them one by one based off of different things that they see in the player. And, and some players really do go to these camps and earn their spot. Uh, I mean, every player goes to this camps and earn their spot,
1: right? Absolutely. And you you have players too, that, you know, you might, you know, they might sign up for your camp and you might look at them and say, Oh, you know, they did okay in this league, but you know, they're coming to camp they're going to battle, you know, they always have a chance and they show up to camp and they're just like the next level. Like they've had a very good summer. They've trained their, you know, they train their asses off they've done all the right things and they show up to camp and they're just like leave some bounds from where they were last year. And, they, you know, they, they steal a spot right away from camp. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, you never want to sign your full, your full roster right away. Cause there's always regions out there that, you know, may have been missed. And there's always depending too like, no matter what, unless you're playing at, you know, in the NHL, there's always a league above you. So, you know, the guys who are getting cut from that league need a place to play as well. And, and some of those guys, you know, get cut and they're like that last cut that, you know, probably could play in the league at a different team. But some of them move down and play at a lower division. And, you know, teams always want to leave one or two spots open until the season starts to you know, make sure they can kind of accommodate any of those free agents.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a good good way to, to handle the roster. Obviously, it's a very intelligent way to handle the roster. And, uh, yeah, you won't see the full roster. I know we did the Mountain Division preview last year, and I, that was a really, really popular episode. Um, it went over real well. And we'll probably do something similar this year. We'll see what it looks like. Uh, we just might do a Western uh, preview. Um, we'll see how it looks out. Maybe we'll do a preview for each Western division. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we got plenty of time to think about it. But uh, we, we can definitely talk about the teams that have something happening now. And we'll just kind of briefly go over the new, I guess, USPHL Western outlook. And uh, like I said, I'm going to do it as hashtag USPTL After Dark. Anything I do with any of these teams, I'm just going to use that hashtag if I can. But – one of the new teams in the Pacific is the Bakersfield Roughnecks. No signings yet, but welcome to the league. Also, the Bellingham Blazers are now a new team in the Northwest Division, which is a brand new division. So every team in that division is brand new. But again, no signings for them. The Fresno Monsters, who are the champions of the Pacific Division, also don't have any signings. The
1: Idaho Falls Spud Kings. I love That's it. That's a name. That's a name. I Have you seen the logos? I have not yet, but you know what, as, as you continue through your list, that's one of the ones I just have to look up right now. Cause I can just imagine what that's going to look like. Yeah,
0: It's amazing. Check them out on Twitter. Uh, they're part of the mountain division. So the Ogden Mustangs will be playing them frequently. And I'm in love with this idea because I can't wait to see what the actual. I see the logos at this point, they've dropped them. I'm excited to see the layout of the Jersey. And I, I want them to go wild. I want them to go really cool with it. And, uh, I mean, it totally matches Idaho, <laughs> Idaho Falls. And I love Idaho Falls. I usually had to drive through it in order to get to like, uh, I like going to the Tetons when I lived there and uh, always would stop at Driggs, Idaho. So shout out to Driggs. You know, one one light town that has not one bad place to eat. I mean, every place there is amazing from the Bagel Place, the Grand Teton Distillery, Tatanka Tavern, Teton Thai. I think it's called Bagelow. And it, literally, there's just not a bad place to eat there. Then we move on to Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Thunderbirds in the Pacific are the first team on our list to actually have players sign. And they've got a handful of players, man. Seriously, they've got uh, looking at their goaltending they've signed. And here we go. Are you guys ready for me slaughtering names? This is the best time of year for those of you that like listening to me struggle through it. Um, we've had a lot of positive response on my struggling through French Canadian names, and I would really think the las vegas thunderbirds were in quebec with the amount of players they've signed out of quebec so here we go nothing better than some french canadian names for me to destroy on a podcast but uh they have in that eric villeneuve i think Villeneuve. there you go 2004 out of gatineau uh right there across the river from ottawa so that's real cool and he is their goalie signed on so far this year on uh, defense they've got a few blue liners actually they got uh, julian Kaiser. Out of a actually, he's a German born Swiss player, and they got oh, god, these French Canadian names. Andrew Bellenhammer,
1: <laughs> how do you pronounce that one? That, I mean, I, I'm just gonna go no.
0: with he's, he's from Quebec. That's that's yeah.
1: so it's Andrew Belhumar, and he's from Saint hyacinthe Quebec.
0: All right, so I'm just gonna let you pronounce the French Canadian. I know what people like to struggle, Um, and they, then they, they do, ab- I
1: mean. And I honestly, for the people, I refuse to 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 go first. I will let you say them, butcher them, and then I'll come <laughs> in and pronounce them for everyone.
0: Uh, it is it is apparently very enjoyable for people um to hear me destroy those uh very difficult name here out of Las Vegas. Nevada, the 2003 Tristan Nelson will also be on their blue line, and then they got a couple forward signed. They got Samuel Dumont, the 2004 out of Quebec, and, and it's just Quebec, so I'm assuming it's Quebec City, Quebec, and then uh they also have Frederic Panet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think uh, Penel. Yeah. Penel. Yeah. Okay.
0: Frederick Penel, uh, 2003 out of Beaumont, Quebec. And I think uh, it's going to be super interesting to see the Thunderbirds continue to sign Canada.
1: Um, pretty much at this point. That's what it's looking like.
0: They've they've got a European and American and then a bunch of Quebec kids. So they definitely have a, uh, a scout up there in Quebec that is identifying awesome talent. And let's move on to the Lake Tahoe Lakers out of the Pacific division. They've got nothing so far. The Long Beach Shredders in the Pacific division love the unis, but again, they have no signings. And then we go to NOCO, the Northern Colorado Eagles. Sorry. I like calling them NOCO because they if you listen to this, you'll understand that's just what they're referenced as. But they've actually got a couple signings. They've signed a couple forwards. Uh, they brought back Brendan Fielman, the 2002 out of Vienna, Virginia. And they've signed Matt Lombardi, the 2002 out of Rosemont, Illinois. So some good players there to bring back. But the otherwise, northern Colorado has been, you know, pretty quiet. Ogden Mustangs, my boys out of the Mountain Division. No signings. Just going to leave that there, guys, you know. I like to see something happening uh the Ontario junior rain out of the Pacific Division actually have a signing. they have a forward Max cathal the two thousand two out of Chestermere Alberta sounds pretty straightforward it's not it's not French Canadian so they've got just the solo signing right now the Provo Riverblades out of the mountain division. Uh, I would like to say they would do something, but they are dead silent on all i mean they haven't I don't think they've made a tweet in almost two years now, so I don't know if they're going to announce anything. I think I might just have to stalk them another route. But go on, Provo. Pueblo Bulls out of the Mountain Division. Again, no signings. So far, this sounds pretty boring. But trust me, there's a bunch of teams that have some signings. I'm excited to get to it here. But we want to tell you about These teams that you should be familiar with and some new teams, including the Rock Springs Prospectors, a new team in the Northwest Division. And that's going to be really awesome to see them hit the ice. The Rogue Valley Royals out of the Northwest Division. Again, neither of these teams have signings, but excited to see them hit the ice. And here we go, man. Finally, some teams that really got some signings going. We're going to go to San Diego, the San Diego Sabres in the Pacific Division.
1: Uh, Um, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I believe it's pronounced San Diego.
0: <laughs> San Diego Sabers.
1: Yeah, yeah, I believe so. At least that's what Ron Burgundy has taught me. So if, if I'm wrong, I apologize.
0: <laughs> I'll stick with San Diego, but uh, you know, for this podcast, let's say the San Diego Sabers. They've got a good chunk of signing So Innette, they've got oh God, Quebec. <laughs> Seriously, here we go. Uh, Alex Hearns, that uh, seems pretty straightforward, but I'm not attempting to pronounce his birthplace. uh
1: He's from Bois Chantel.
0: Ah! Did you hear? I almost got that right. Listeners, prove me right. I think I got it. But uh, yeah, the 2005, so he's quite young. Uh, but he is their uh, their goalie so far that they've signed on this season. They've got three blue liners, including Matthew Rowe out of Montreal, Noah Shostock. Noah Shostak. I'm going to go with Noah Shostak out of Calgary, Alberta. And then Ragnvald. Oh, God, the Norwegian guy. Here we go. Oh, man, it's like Ragnar, but not. It'd be like, like Ragnvald. Rang,
1: Rangvald. Igsund.
0: Igsund. That's, a, that's,
1: a, that's, a, that's a very good name actually i like it that's a really good hockey name
0: rangwald Iggsund. i like that uh and he's a 2002 out of norway and then they've got four forward signs so far they got ulrich Martel, the 2005 out of Victoriaville, quebec Devin wood the 2002 out of poway california i'm assuming it's called poway i guess i can screw up uh you know, American places too. Carl Ingalls.
1: Carl Ingalls.
0: Ingalls. Carl Ingalls. Okay. Anyway. So yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Carl Ingalls, a two thousand two out of Saint Andrews, Manitoba. And then Jacob Terrain. Yeah. Terrain. I got close uh, out of Beaubert.
1: Yeah, Beauport, Quebec. Okay, <laughs>
0: uh, French Canadian names, but honestly, Listen, San Diego's been...
1: teams. If you can just keep signing the most French players you can find, <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll pay for for the transfer fees or whatever you need. Like you let me know. As long as we can have Chris say their names and then you know not be offended, just know that Chris just isn't very French at all. Um, I'm in no. for that. Let me know. I'm here to help.
0: No, I'm not very French at all, and that's not a legally binding uh, contract there. Sebastian won't actually pay for those, but uh, <laughs> it's fun for him to propose that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so San Diego's been super busy so far, so it's exciting to see those tweets drop. Then we move on to the Seattle Junior Totems, a brand new team out of the Northwest that have also had pretty good activity so far. I think they just like take a picture of what they're posting on Instagram and then post it on Twitter. <laughs> but... Whatever. Uh, I would say with the Seattle Junior Totems, uh, super stoked about them entering the league, too. Cool logo. Daniel Kleof, the 2004 goaltender out of Seattle. So they signed a local kid there that I'm pretty sure I slaughtered his name. So reach out, Danny. Then we've got a blue liner as well before you we get into the fours. And that's Joe Lorenzis, the 2003 out of. Okay, he's just out of Washington. I'm assuming that's <laughs> Snahamish. Snahamish? Snahamish?
1: That's what, that one. You're the American. That one's on you, not on me. Sorry.
0: <laughs> uh, That's Nohamish Washington. And then they've got the three forward sign, including Jonas Rattel, Taylor Sloan, and Cole Hopkins. And Cole Hopkins being an American, not a lot of information on the other two players so far. But the season is young and we're excited to see the information drop. The Utah Outliers out of the Mountain Division have no signings. And then we finish with the Vernal Oilers out of Utah part of the northwest division leave that for a future podcast but they've also been very busy and they have signed a goalie jaden pasillas the 2002 out of fairbanks alaska blue liners camden winters the 2004 out of arvada colorado and jacy on the 2003 out of vernal oh he's a local kid that's awesome then to wrap it up we've got forward signed alec rice the 2003 out of drayton valley alberta presley taught the 2004 out of saskatoon saskatchewan marco Casanelli, the 2005 out of torino italy brandon creighton the 2003 out of fort mcleod alberta and josh kachan the 2004 out of albany oregon so vernal's been very busy too and i think they were part of the cajhl last year but anyway, Vernal's a, a fairly new team, but this will be their first year in the USPHL. So, you know, uh, you know, welcome Vernal.
1: Yeah, and quickly looking at kind of the stats of the forwards they signed, they've signed you know three forwards who obviously were top-end forwards in their league. You know, we got you know we got a player with a two point four nine you know point per game, another player with a two point per game, one of the po- 1.67 point one point six seven per game. So, you know, if if all the pieces worked out for Vernal, this might be an exciting team to watch.
0: Yeah, it might be, and. uh in a future podcast, we'll uh, probably bring on Brendan Price and Stefan Bell and Michelle Wells and see who's available for kind of talking about the West portion of the USPHL and maybe talk about some potential realignment. Brendan Price had a pretty good idea on how it could be better aligned, because now that there's 18 teams in the West, uh, you've got teams like Rock Springs and Vernal that are not Northwest. They're basically Mountain Division teams that are going to be playing in the Northwest because otherwise the Northwest is only three teams strong. But I think there's ways to work around that schedule. And I've got some really cool ideas that I spent a lot of time on thinking about and how that would look for the the game, or I guess for the season structure and stuff. But again, for a later podcast. But yeah, man, I think it's going to be pretty exciting to watch the USPHL West this year.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, you no know, teams are already making some, some signings and obviously with camp and the spring camps coming up, you're going to see a lot more signings and, you know, hopefully this year we'll have more information, you know, certain teams and, you know, we're a week away from their opening night and, you know, we'll have full rosters and it'll be fun to kind of, you know, jump in there and dissect and kind of see how their team develop. Yeah,
0: for sure. And uh, I'm so stoked for the new season and I'm really stoked to watch like the NHL teams. Now we have the context because uh, we went into last season with just the Northeast Generals. You know, we're leaving that season with Austin Bruins and now we're adding the uh, New Jersey Titans to our watch schedule. So I'm excited to watch all these null teams as well. And a couple EHL teams as the EHL has just left USA Hockey. So that's a topic for another podcast as well. And we've got the Union Thunder, New New England Wolves. And then, yeah, man, we'll be watching your boys in the HEO Under-18 AAA, Carlton plays Canadians U18, so that'll be exciting to watch as well. It's going to be, well, for me to watch, for you to actually, you know, coach, head coach, LaMarche. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for the upcoming season of hockey and, and really to watch more of these signings come from all these teams. And uh, I'm, I'm stoked, man. So, But I think it's a good place to wrap it up. What do you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just The only thing I really want to add is, you know, if there's teams out there who listen to this podcast and they go, why don't they talk about our team? Reach out. If, if you're part of the team and, you know, and you're a scout or whatever it is, I is, mean, we'd love to hear about your team. And, um, you know, if we don't really know much about the team, there's not much we can say. But, you know, if you hop on yeah. and kind of talk to us, like, you know, past guests have done and kind of let us know a little bit, it, it not only, you know, educates fans around the world that listen, but, you know, educates us as well. So anytime you guys have someone who wants to come on and talk about hockey, I mean, reach out. to Follow that up.
0: We say it in the beginning of every podcast, we're not hockey experts. So whatever league your team is playing in and like whatever your association is with your team, whether you're the head coach, the owner, uh, the general manager, a scout, an assistant coach, reach out to us. We want to talk to you. You know, that uh, can almost guarantee coverage for the 22-23 season of me being a psycho and posting all your best highlights. So, um,
1: you
0: know, but I will say to all those that listen that have the teams that we actually cover, it's a lot of time. So, I can't cover nonstop every single game. So, I'm definitely down for you sending us videos or at least highlights of your goalies. I will watch every goal from every team we cover, but sometimes it's extremely hard to watch every game. So, uh, if your goalie makes an outstanding save, you gotta highlight that to me because i may just straight up miss it and that said we also want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in be sure to follow us on twitter at phh official to let us know what you think also be sure to comment and share any upcoming games or hockey news we should cover in a future podcast this was the pigeon hockey podcast with chris and sebastian
1: as always thanks for listening
0: and remember always clear your crease